When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Showtime. Yeah, so we've had, we must have a ladybug farm or something around here. I just saw a black dot on our white wall back there, and I'm like, is that a spider? Because immediately I'm like, is that a spider? No, so the other day I was working back, this was end of last week. And uh, a ladybug landed on the desk back here. Nice. And I just said, oh, hi, ladybug. And I just let it be. So I went, and it just stayed there. So I came into work the next day, and it was still there. Mm. I said, maybe it's sleeping. Oh, Mm, could be. And then the weekend came around. Was it on the farm? And I came back into work yesterday morning, Monday morning, and the ladybug was still there. It passed in its sleep. So I guess it's dead. But what I love is that of all the people who have worked back here, they all have left the ladybug alone and just let it stay there until I until you disposed, disposed of, it. of it yesterday. I'm not shocked. Yeah, so that may be the reincarnation. Either that or reincarnation. like a family member or something. <laughs> God, I forget we're on the radio and people are listening to this nonsense. Nobody cares. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, we have a lot to get you caught up on this morning. Uh, Billie Eilish making headlines, talking about uh, how she feels about Drake singing about her boobs. How would you feel about someone? How would you feel about Drake singing about your boobs? Hey, I'd be all right with it. Why not? Also, what does Jason Alex- Alexander know about the Seinfeld reunion? We'll get to both those stories here in a minute. But first, let's begin this hour's E! News with Brittany Hol- Mahomes and Taylor Swift. Why yes. do I have such an issue with her last name? I know, Brittany Mahomes. Brittany Mahomes. Brittany Mahomes. Well, it was a matter of time. You know that people have just been digging through her social media, looking to find something, anything that could mess her up with good old Taylor Swift. And is, how do those people make their living? Is they, they make their living that way? Are I they reporters? Are they journalists? Are they just people who do it on the side? I don't know, but I bet that it has taken this long for someone to go through all of her tweets to find something negative about well, Taylor Swift. Don't you feel like places like TMZ, People, etc. probably do employ Hire people, people for that. to sure. get... Yeah, so that way they can get stories like this. Yes. So, it happened in 2012. She was 17 years old. Oh, 17. Yep. Brittany tweeted this to Taylor. I want to know when you're going to find something different to write about besides boys and relationships. Oh. The following year, she posted an angry face emoji along with the phrase, Taylor Swift winning everything. Brittany has apparently deleted the tweets, but screenshots are circulating all over the place, and Swifties are not happy. I wonder if I wonder if she remembered that she did that, or if she's got somebody working for her to go through. I wonder if she you know, oh, yeah. paid somebody said, hey, go through all my old tweets. See if I said anything about Taylor, and if I did, delete it. Oh, you're probably right. Now that I'm in the squad, I need you to do some work. Yeah. I'm going back on all my old tweets. Are you? (laughs) Yeah. I think I have seven. Seven (laughs) tweets? (laughs) Let's see. I didn't do it. Do you say X's now? Because it's on X. Oh. X, formerly Twitter. Yeah. But do you still call them tweets? You go back on all your old X's. Oh, here's one from... August of 2016. Oh, it's a retweet of Kara Sewell when we did the uh, Germania Society. Uh, oh, together. That was a million years ago. I don't think I wrote any mean stuff. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, 2016. No, that was nice. Never mind. That was Valentine's Day post. Yeah. Uh, oh, booing Dalton. A sad turn. Agreed. Keep it classy Cincinnati. And I linked it to something there. Huh. Andy Dalton must have had a bad day. That was in July of 2015. Wow. Well, that was your last tweet. What's your last one? I'm trying I'm trying to go back. Oh, no, 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 no. These are like early tweets. I'm, I'm going back in time here. I'm trying to dig up some dirt. Oh. Huh. Strangely, I'm craving bread and milk. That was December 6th. 2013, we must have had a snowstorm coming in. Wow. I don't think I've ever done my own tweet. Hmm. I don't even know. Yeah. You know, you just like retweet and stuff? I No, I think I set up a Twitter because they told me I had to, and then I just never did anything with it. Wow. Here's a tweet from October of 2009. On my way to Fountain Square to celebrate Skyline Chili's 60th birthday. Oh, wow. Come join me for 60 Cent Coney's beginning at 1130. That was when you did remotes. I love that. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, here, September 2009, hanging at the Righteous Room with good friends tonight. Wow. <laughs> I was probably there, right? That was back when I used to tell everybody everything I was doing on you, social media. And then you stopped. Yeah, March 2009, traffic is backed up past Red Bank. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, I really haven't done much since uh, 2014. Wow. Yeah, it's been a bit. Mine was four days ago. Yeah, Tim, you're a little more active on the yeah. It's the way I keep track of what I did. So when someone goes, hey, wh- wh- whose house did you go to for Thanksgiving last year? What are we doing this year? <laughs> oh, we were at your family, so we're going to our family this year. <laughs> That's nice. That's also like why people put stuff up on Facebook, too, so they can look and see. Uh, December 2008, sitting at Beachmont Ford, waiting for them to finish putting on the new rims. Thank heaven for iPhones, laptops, and wireless technology. Look at you. Was that when you had your crown thick? That holds true to today. Right. <laughs> God. All right. But, yeah. Yeah, I can't find anything mean, though. Just dumb, irrelevant stuff no one cares about. <laughs> So we'll take a quick break on that note, and when we come back, we'll talk about stuff that, uh, you know, the dessert stuff. Yeah. Right. You know, there's dinner and there's dessert. Right. E! News is dessert. Yeah. Got it. Jason Alexander talking about the Seinfeld reunion and Billie Eilish talking about her boobs all straight up. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art can a seinfeld revival or reunion exist without elaine kramer and george no i don't think so because jason alexander is the latest latest to comment on jerry seinfeld's announcement last month about something happening he said good for jerry he said i don't know anything about it nobody called me apparently they don't need george and they may not need elaine because julia and i went do you know anything about this Hmm. i just talked to michael the other day and i don't think he knew anything about it so it looks like either jason is trying to keep a secret jerry is prematurely teasing something or the rest of the cast really isn't needed wow So I hope that, you know, Jerry's just prematurely teasing something. Right. Because if they do it, they have to have it. You can't do it without, and you need everybody. You can't do it with just one. Right. You got to have everybody. Or two. You got to have all four. Yeah. Uh, People thought it was weird and disrespectful that a song on Drake's new album contains a reference to Billie Eilish's large chest. The track is called Another Late Night. And it's actually Lil Yachty who says, quote, she had big boobs like Billie Eilish, but she couldn't sing. Okay. <laughs> well, Billie's fans may not have liked it, but evidently Billie does. Hmm. She says, hey, I think it's fun. I'm 
I'm flattered. Yachty's my friend. Drake is my friend. It's a joke. And I do have big boobs. I love it. <laughs> it wasn't a lie. That being said, Billy also points out the difference in the way men's and women's bodies are scrutinized. Uh, she made the point. She said, nobody ever says a thing about men's bodies. If you're muscular, cool. If you're not, cool. If you're real thin, cool. If you have a dad bod, cool. If you're pudgy, love it. Everybody's happy with it. You know why? Because girls are nice. <laughs> they don't give an F. Yeah. Because we see people for who they are. I'd say that's pretty true most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they would be like if she wrote a song and was commenting about somebody's dad bod. Oh, yeah, people would be all over They would over, be you upset think? or if they would just be like, yeah, whatever. Right. Well, yeah, it depends on the context, I guess. Is she mm. body shaming the bod dad? Or? or is she just mentioning it that they have one? Yeah. All right. So when Anne Hathaway started out in showbiz, she was just a child. And somebody told her early on that her career would, quote, fall off a cliff when she turned 35. And at the time, that was probably pretty true. Uh, but Anne just turned 41 on Sunday, and things are still working out for her. She said the thing that ev that has evolved during that time is that more women are having careers deeper into their lives, which I think is fantastic. She said, obviously, it doesn't mean we should have a ticker tape parade. Someone said this to me the other day. There's so much to be proud of, and there's so much to fix. Hmm. Have you guys seen any of the, the Linklater uh, trilogy movies with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy? Nope. Mm -mm. So it's it's these three romantic movies that they made. First one was in, uh, oh gosh. Is it old? Well, I have to go backwards here because they made three movies nine years apart from each other. So... Yeah, I mean, I want to say, like, the first one was in the late 90s, and then they made another one in 2003. Right, yeah. So, yeah, 1994. They made the first one before before sunset in 1994. And I'm guessing these actors were, I mean, they were portraying, like, early 20-somethings that were traveling Europe and met and spent a day together getting into this, like, really deep conversation and forming this connection. Mm -hmm. And then nine years later... Uh, they meet again, this time in Paris. Okay. And, again, it's it's about an hour and a half. It's mostly in real time of their conversation and how their lives have changed and evolved. He's now married. He's got a kid. He's still living in the States. And, you know, she's in the working world, and uh -huh. she got her degree. And then the third one, uh, they're now together with twins. This was, again, nine years later. Okay. They're living in Europe. They're living in Paris. They're on vacation in Greece. He's, uh -huh. got a, he's still got his son who's living in the States. But, you know, to the point of, like, how your career evolves, it was really kind of neat seeing these characters mm -hmm. evolve because the actors have evolved. And the actors had a lot of input into the scripts. In fact, they co-wrote the second and third movies. Oh, wow. Because they were so intimately connected to the characters. And so a lot of that is seeing their bodies change and their viability uh -huh. change sort of in a way like in, in, from the perspective of their careers. Yeah. And all of those things, you know, all those insecurities that we battle as we get older and all those struggles that we have and, you know, staying ahead and staying relevant. And, mm -hmm. You know, questioning who we are and What's all it of called it. again? Yeah. So the first movie is Before Sunset. The second one is before midnight, and I think maybe the next one is before sunrise. And they are all-star Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. And uh, they're just really, really good. I mean, they're fun. Mm -hmm. And Richard Linklater is the, uh, like, the, the director slash producer slash writer who came up with them. And, I don't know, it's just really neat. Like, I love the fact that they made that first movie with no intention. They didn't go into it with the intention of making three. They just right. made that one. Mm -hmm. And nobody, and, and it did well. It was critically acclaimed. Didn't make a ton of movie. They shot this thing, like, for two million bucks or something yeah. like that. So it wasn't like anybody was banging on their door to make the second one. But it was just something that nine years later, the, the two actors yeah. and Richard Linklater said, 
We should do, do this something. again, right? And That'd they enjoyed working with each other. That yeah, was the other thing that helps. And I think the other the thing that was significant about the second one is it was shot around the time that Ethan Hawke was going through his divorce with Uma Thurman. Oh, okay. so there were a lot of things that he related to within his character because he was going through a struggle with his wife in America. Okay, while he was in Europe on a book tour, and that's when he runs into her again. Gotcha. And so they're reassessing their lives in these nine-year increments. Gotcha. Cool. I'm sorry for going off on that tangent. <laughs> it's very loosely related to what you were talking about. But but it reminded you. It reminded me, and it was fresh in my mind. There you go. So I thought I'd share. It. Yeah. By the way, BuzzFeed put together a list of costumes that actors have worn in movies or TV shows that were uncomfortable, painful, or damaging. Uh-oh. Seinfeld's the puffy shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Every time they talk Could about lists in it. like this, I always think about that Scarlett Johansson talking about how she had to be sewn into that Black Widow outfit. Ooh, yeah. Do you remember that? Like, oh, she yeah. literally every day had to have, I don't know if it's on the list. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it is. Her I, Black Widow costume in the Avengers was like a wetsuit. She got yeah. so hot filming a rooftop fighting scene that she actually started hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Uh, I was thinking of Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer's not on the list, but it was oh. being shown into that Catwoman suit, yeah. and I forget which Batman it was. But. Mm -hmm. One of the not good ones. Some of the other highlights, Ryan Reynolds wore a motion capture suit for Green Lantern that he describes as the most heat-conducting substance known to man. <laughs> that can't be good. I wonder what he had on underneath. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey, he said his makeup for How the Grinch Stole Christmas was like being buried alive. Ooh. And it took eight and a half hours. Oh, God, could you imagine? Uh, Kit Harrington. The fur coats he wore as Jon Snow on Game of Thrones weighed a ton. Oh, God, they look like they did. And they smelled awful. I Ew. Bet. I bet. He looked beautiful in them, though. He did. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan, she got a corset-related injury from her outfits on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah. Some of her ribs, wow, some of her ribs became fused together, and oh. she can no longer take deep breaths. That's awful. That is awful. Actor Val Kilmer, speaking of Batman, his bat suit in Batman Forever was so restrictive that people had to help him sit and stand, and he couldn't hear through the cowl. Oh, my God. What about people that have to wear, like, armor? You know, those, like, night movies right. they have on all the armor? I can't imagine that being very comfortable. Oh, I, I read and a heavy. story. I mean, we're going back a bit here, but I read a story about the original Wizard of Oz that was filmed in 1939 mm -hmm. and the actor who played the tin man i guess they they basically you know painted him this silver like yeah he had some metal on him but in order to make his face and other extremities i guess there was paint involved and he went into some kind of toxic shock or something yeah. from having that stuff i saw the scarecrow guy too the guy that had the scarecrow i thought he was like allergic to the makeup or something like they said that it was horrible oh it might have been and then Emma Stone for The Favorite. She had to wear a corset. Yeah, and, those things uh, look like just torture devices. She said she wasn't able to breathe and her organs temporarily shifted after a month. I bet. Ugh. I bet. That was awful. Thank God we're not in that stage anymore. No kidding. Man. Like you watch that and you figure, well, yeah, she's wearing a corset, but like, you know, did they pull it tight? Did they, did they pull it as tight as they would in real life? I just can't imagine sitting down in one of those. It's like, you know, standing up uncomfortable enough but sitting of course oh, lift with your legs yep <laughs> for sure very straight uh well that beatles song whether you liked it or not it is on the billboard hot 100 wow so the beatles are on the billboard hot 100 for the first time since 1996 now and then debuted at number seven since we played it, we've had a handful of people request it again it marks their 35th top 10 which is the most for any group the Rolling Stones follow with 23. Then Chicago and the Supremes are tied for third with 20 each. Beatles also led with the most hot 100 hits overall for a group with 72. The Stones got 57. Beach Boys, 55. The Temptations, 53. That's a lot. And doesn't that say something <laughs> just about music? Because wow. all of these groups are so old. Yeah. <laughs> they also became the 13th act to have a top 10 hit in four decades, 60s, 70s, 90s, and 2020s. That's the only cool. other group to do that is Aerosmith.
That's wow. pretty impressive. Wow. That is pretty cool. All right. Anything else on the E News front? That's it. We'll leave it there for now. We got more for you coming up after seven o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we are going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see Alanis Morissette with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and Morgan Wade. Uh, that's where Jen is going to be on Saturday, July 24th <laughs> yes. at Riverbend. Uh, I believe it. Q. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Becky. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? Great. Doing awesome. Got your headlines here. You picked the real one, and you're going to come play at the Alanis Morissette concert. Does that sound fabulous? Yes, I'm nervous. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> it's a real one, A. Woman got arrested for painting her neighbor's house orange. Is it B, a guy got arrested for painting his neighbor's plants? Or C, man got arrested for painting his hoe bag on his ex-girlfriend's car? I'm going to go with C. No. Oh, oh man, that was our fave. No hoe bag today. Is it A? No. Is it B? Oh, it well, would be B. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the guy who got arrested for painting his neighbor's plants. He got arrested on Friday. Police say there's security footage of him walking onto the property and applying paint to some of their plants outside. And he estimated that the plants were worth about $40. Uh, it's not clear what his beef is with these people, but... It's not the first time he's vandalized someone's property in a fairly strange way. Earlier this year, he got arrested three times in the span of six days. Uh, we don't know if it was if these were offenses against the same neighbor or not. But back in May, he dismantled someone's porch lights and turned on the spigots outside to flood their yard. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Not nice uh, at all. Cops also think he removed a bunch of flags that were part of a Memorial Day display. That's not cool either. And then he trespassed on someone else's property, broke a motion sensor light, Dude. and did the water spigot thing again. So, Wow. Anyway, uh, he's been dealing with multiple charges for all that stuff. And now he's facing additional charges for painting his neighbor's plants, trespassing, and criminal mischief. So I don't, I don't know what his deal is. Oh, not good. Anyway, needs a job. Does he work? I, well, he's not <laughs> going to have a whole lot of time for a job. He's going to be spending a lot of time in court, yep. possibly jail. jail. It is 714, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102 coming up, a classic second date up. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Mark is looking for a second date update with a lady named Vanessa. Hi, Mark. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Second Date Update. We're going to try to help you out, but we need you to start from the beginning and kind of tell us how it all came about. How did it start? How did you meet tell Vanessa? Us everything. <laughs> all right. So from the very beginning, um, we met on Hinge, shared a couple of messages. I thought everything was going really well, so I was like, you know, I have this little get-together with a couple of friends coming up really soon. Why don't you come out? This would be a really good opportunity for us to socialize, kind of get an idea of what my personality is. 
So it's an outdoor cookout. There's about 100 people there. So, you know, it's a, it's a really, really big party. And I thought that that would just be a really fun environment. Okay. I think – I all right. I mean, it, it, do you do you know everybody there, or is this just like a neighborhood party where you know some people, well, and it just kind of it kind of feels like you're hanging out at an outdoor bar? It's just in somebody's backyard. I mean, out of the hundred, I probably knew at least half of them. Okay. Yeah, and so you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like some small couples dinner thing, or or just like a couple of besties. It was it really wasn't that intense. It was just very laid back, super easy, cool party, cool people, hung out, ate some food, had some drinks. And she met a lot of the people that I knew. And she seemed comfortable. She was having conversations with people at a couple points. She we held hands, you know, uh, cuddled up a little bit. Nothing, nothing too serious, nothing too extreme. So I, I don't I don't know what else to tell you. We got along great. I thought we had a lot in common. Okay. So she's just uh, she's just ghosted in the wind. So I I'm a, I'm at a loss here. It's like, did did you not enjoy yourself? Did you not have a good time? I, I mean, thought, was she I comfortable? We had a little was bit she of going here? Was she talking to the people there when you introduced her to your friends? Was she you know outgoing and open, or was she kind of more laid back or reserved or shy or kind of fifty fifty? I think I think. She's the kind of person that once she warms up, she's a lot more talkative. At least that's how it seemed to me. Okay. I'm just wondering if maybe she was hoping for one-on-one attention from you on your first date without all these other people around. Like, yeah. It's great that she got to know your friends, right. but I, I would have thought the goal on a first date was to maybe get to know you better. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. I'm not criticizing. I'm just curious. I'm trying, no, I, I'm trying I, I to get into her head. I did think of that. And I, I made sure to, you know, give her a little extra attention. Like, hey, if you need to pull me aside, if you need my attention, I'm literally right here. So you were communicative and supportive in You know, if you're way. feeling needy at all, just <laughs> feel free to. But sometimes I need a moment. Also, how many people did you say were here at this party? About 100. So there are 98 wow. people there that yeah. could tell her things about you. <laughs> he said he knew about half. Okay, so, so just 50. 40, yeah. 48. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just thinking maybe, yeah, maybe you'll she, never see her again. Maybe no. she got some information she didn't like. That seems to ha- that does happen sometimes. That's a risk you take. That was my first thought. Yeah. Okay. How did the date end? So how was it over? Like how did it wrap up? Y'all just kind of broke the party. Broke up. Did you take her home? Did she stay over? Yeah, I, I drove her home. You know, we kissed. I told her I'd call her and I text her and that I had a great and wonderful time. She was like, yeah, okay, good night. And that was it. That was, that's it. That's the last I heard of her. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to call Vanessa and see what happened there. Or maybe didn't happen there. Hmm. The goal is to try to get Mark a second date. Maybe one-on-one this time. Because we're only paying for two. That's right. <laughs> And second date update continues next for Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Say, I think it was kind of a risky maneuver for Mark to invite Vanessa to this big group backyard party. Was it at your house? At my house? No, it was a friend's house. That's right. That's right, because you only knew half of the people. It was like 100 people there. You knew about half of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but he took her to that. That was their first date. And she seemed to mix well with his friends. She's good at socializing in situations where she, because she didn't know anybody, right? Mm-hmm. She was going in blind, but... The way that I think about it is if you're going to hang out with me and my friends, it's kind of a sink or swim situation. And are these your closest of friends or are these like work acquaintances? No, these are pretty good friends. Okay. Yeah. But Mark seemed to think that it went very well and was hoping to see her again, maybe one-on-one this time, but there's been no response at all from her. He didn't get any, you didn't get any kind of negative vibe. She didn't seem standoffish or pissed when you said goodbye. 
Not that I can think of, but I have been known from time to time to be a little oblivious. Oh, I can relate to that. <laughs> we all have those moments. And all it takes is five seconds. I mean, five seconds, something can go wrong. And if you don't notice oh, yeah. it, you know. Yep. All right, let's call her up. Let's see what's going on with Vanessa and try to get Mark's second date. Hi, is this Vanessa? It is, yes. Vanessa, it's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this morning? Oh, my God. Is this like is this like a second date update? Everybody asks that. Everybody asks that right off the bat. Yeah. Every now and then we call <laughs> just to give a shout out for listener appreciation. Or we give away prizes sometimes. Oh, okay. But that's not happening this time. <laughs> Is there okay. someone that you ghosted that you'd like to cop to now before we get going? Well, I wouldn't say I ghosted, but I recently did have a first date with this one guy, Mark. Yeah, we talked to Mark. Is it Mark? It it was oh Mark. God. I can't believe he seriously called you for a second date update. Can I just ask you something? Oh, no. Were you put off by the fact that you kind of had to share him with all of his friends? Like he took you to this big group thing? Is that not what you were hoping for? Or was that not the issue? Oh, no, no. Like he told you that it was like a big party. Yes. And he said yeah, you seem I mean, to mix well with his friends, so that's good. Did you get intel on him that yeah. was bad? No, it was just a really weird night. His friends were actually pretty cool. Everyone, was, I don't mind going to a big party. Like, it's a nice way to break the ice and kind Are of. Are you a socializer? You friends. love people. Do you love people? <laughs> I'm pretty social. Yeah, <laughs> that was fine. But he didn't mention anything about a movie. About a movie? No. Mm-mm. Okay, so here's what happened. His friends had, like, one of these big inflatable movie screens, like, set up. Yeah. Those are cool. So, yeah. Hey, are they going to play music videos on this or what? I thought that was cool. But they were showing, like, a porno on it. What? A backyard porno yeah. party? That's a first. Oh, my God. And it's really intense, serious. Porno. Was the sound on movie. or was it like mm. no sound like when you go to like some restaurants and they have like an old Western on or yeah, like clubs. Yeah, there was, there was no sound. Oh, thank good. God. But listen, I don't have any issues with porn. Like if you're going to watch it, watch it alone or if you watch it with your partner at home, all the power to you. But not at a party with like 100 people in your backyard. That is just it was messed up. Were you the only one? Did it seem like you were the only one that had any issue with this? I mean, what was ever what was everybody else's reaction? Was was oh, this maybe on the invitation and you just didn't see it? I didn't see an invitation, but so I know some people had chairs set up, so they were like sitting and watching. That's really funny. <laughs> and mostly guys, I'm sure. Oh yeah, some of the guys were walking up to the screen and pointing at things. That was really <laughs> so insulting. I, I, I have right. to ask: Was it a specific genre? Yes, because Tim knows them all. I don't know them all, but <laughs> I've learned a lot from this segment. I did not. I'm not well-versed in all the genres, but there were a lot of people in this porn. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, gotcha. no one seemed visibly uncomfortable to you at all? Well, some couples were sneaking off. Like, I think some stuff was going on. Like, they were sneaking off to bathrooms and stuff. So I'm kind of looking around like, no one seems that insulted. Am I at some kind of weird swingers party? Like, that's not my vibe at all. And and how did he seem? So, he Did he seem, like, totally unfazed by this? Did he just pretend it wasn't happening? Or was he glued to the screen watching as well? Did he make any comments about it at all? Was there any discussion? He kind of pointed it out and laughed. Like, oh, yeah, these guys, you know, they're crazy. But he didn't seem insulted by it. He also wasn't super into it which is fine but i just found the whole the whole party like kind of creepy and gross and it just made me think what kind of guy brings a girl to a first date here right yeah that's a good question yeah let's, let's ask, ask mark we got mark on the line mark you want to rebut 
Yeah, I thought you were into it. You were holding my hand, and you you kissed me a couple times. I mean, if it was so awful, why? What, what was that all about? Okay, well, at that time, there was, like, one really creepy guy, and he was, like, looking at me weird. So I wanted to make that clear that I was with you so he wouldn't come up to me and talk to me. I mean, you are a pretty good kisser, but... I mean, everything about that party was just weird. Was did you wrong. know they were going to be showing that? I mean, did you know that that was the plan? The inflatable TV, the movie screen Mark's with the annual porno porn. picnic. Yeah, I mean, is that what was happening? Is this something your friends do all the time? Is does the the inflatable screen go from house to house, and each house hosts a different film? I'll say this: a lot of my friends are part of a part of a lifestyle, and you know, I don't particularly engage, but they're still my friends. I still love them. They, what they've said to me in the past is you can come. Nobody's expected to do anything. You can just hang out. And if you ever feel uncomfortable, let somebody know, or you can just leave. How much- so that's what I thought was going to happen. If everything, if it was so terrible, like she's saying, if it was so weird or awkward, she could have told me we could have left any time. Were there special pineapple napkins or anything? <laughs> yes. Okay, so this was so a swingers was a swinger picnic. Party. All right. I think he was testing the See, waters. That makes it, that I think makes he it took weird. her. Tell me now, just admit it, Mark. Did you take her to kind of, were you fishing to see if that would be a lifestyle that she would be interested in? And then when she was holding your hand and kissing you, you took that as a she was cool with everything. And yes, this might actually be, you know, a good fit for me. I've never dabbled, but I've had my curiosities. That is so gross. Like, so it is a weird swingers thing. That's very strange. When you say it like that. bring me there on a first date. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to say I want to leave or anything because it's like I'm trying to make the best of it. I'm meeting all your friends. I was just kind of curious what was going to go down here. But, yeah, I think it's just very, I, I think that's a red flag for me. So, you know, I found myself way back in the day. In situations sometimes where I'm like, okay, this is not my thing. I don't think, you know, it's hard to say if it's your thing or not, if you've never been a a part of it or around it. But I sure am curious to see where this is going to go. So you'll hang out long enough. I'll hang out. Until you don't feel comfortable. Right. I was a presenter at the Adult Film Awards one year. And Ron Jeremy was there, and it was like all the big names of the time were in this building. And I think we left too early because I heard stories of things that happened later in the night that I would have been like, that would have been entertaining. That would have been a really great story for me to tell at a later date, and I missed it. Yeah, you missed it. <laughs> well, since Vanessa doesn't want to go back out, I'll send you the next invite. Yes, please do. Let me know. I want to check this. <laughs> And I'm bringing Tim so he can identify the genre. (laughs) (laughs) So much I want to say right now, but I'm stopping myself. You win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, that's true. Thank you for putting yourself out there. We do appreciate you coming on Second Date Update. Sorry it didn't work out the way you were hoping. Vanessa, we do appreciate you taking our call and at least having the conversation with us. Now we know everybody can move on. All right. Thank you guys so much. Call me again with a... Call you again with, yeah, what? With the prize. With the prize next time. Okay. You got it. Take it easy. Bye. All right. If we can do a second date update for you, shoot us an email. So easy. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Hey, coming up, keeping secrets is good for you. It is. It's exciting and fun. Thank God there's something in it. Mm-hmm. Also, your pets aren't making you happy. News that didn't make the news. Plus, we kick off Shop Till You Drop Round 5 today. How exciting, Round 5. How many rounds of this crazy contest will there be? We'll see how it goes. It's a mystery. So, if you missed out on previous rounds or you came in late or you screwed something up, this is a chance for you to start anew. Here we go. Start fresh. So, download the brand new cheat sheet on our website at WKRQ.com. Um, and then we'll reveal here in a few moments what exactly round five is. Mm-hmm. Because as has been the case with previous rounds, there is a thing. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102.
So if you know something about someone and you keep it a secret, some people might feel that that's a burden to carry. You know, like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's only a burden if it's information that would be helpful to somebody else or is... It, or you are one of those people that just is dying to tell other people things that you know. No. Or wanting, or you want to have a conversation about what you know with someone else. Then it feels like a burden because it's hard to keep the secret. Yeah, it's the opposite for me. I find it really easy to keep a secret for a couple reasons. One is uh, it, it being out there could potentially really hurt people. Sure. And... Two, I so don't want to get involved any more than I already am. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm let's, just gonna. Let's let's flip flop. Probably number one. <laughs> I'm just gonna pretend you didn't tell me that. I don't want to know. No. Yeah, you probably still got a couple of things on me. I know I got a couple on you. Uh oh. Well, that's the thing. If somebody says, "Hey, this is for the vault," <laughs> okay, no. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got it. <laughs> Vault. Right. Um, you know, other people really love the feeling of being trusted with something like that, you know? It's an honor to be a keeper of secrets for someone. No question. Because that means they hold you in very high regard. Yes. So will you not tell Kristen, or do you tell Kristen and then vault her? Uh, well, Kristen's position is she wants me to tell her everything. Right. <laughs> She's I got a that. term for that. It's called no cracks. Yes. So then you have to tell her what I vaulted you. So are you really good about keeping secrets? Yes. Does that count? I am, actually. So do you tell her no. stuff? No. No. So you're breaking the no cracks rule? Well, I argue that I forgot. That, that is your best. <laughs> and that is a that and is I something believe you. that people believe. <laughs> it didn't come it's up, so, so it wasn't on your brain, right? Right. So you had lunch with Jen. What did she tell you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, we got caught up. She <laughs> talked about the weather, you know. Mm-hmm. Things are good with her mom, you know. They had a good weekend at the holiday market, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, will, I will fill in lots of details. All you have to say is she talked about the cats the entire yeah. time. And yep. I would believe that, too. Cat oh, my God, those cats are crazy. When you got nine, she has a lot of stories to tell. Yeah, she ain't running that household. <laughs> And I will conveniently leave out the bombshell that she dropped on me yeah. halfway through my salad. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Take that to my grave. How about it? Yeah, in those cases, so a new, a new study found that keeping secrets is not always bad, despite how it may feel for some, uh, particularly if it's good news. And in those cases, keeping the secret can make people feel more energized and alive. All right. Oh, good news secrets. That's fun. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating I'm, to me. I'm pregnant. Don't tell anybody. Shh. I'm not. I mean. Well, I won't, but you know that's going to come out eventually, right? <laughs> well, yeah. the, our boss <laughs> knew that I was pregnant with Penelope before you guys did because I had to, like, reveal it to her for, I think, like, the medically part of it. But I didn't want to tell you guys until I could tell Why you on the, the medical, air. Why did you, she have to know medically? Because I can't remember what. I remember I was in my review and she was talking about, well, next year we're going to do this, 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 and this. Oh. And I was like, well. And you're like, well, I'm not going to be here for that. Just so you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm pregnant and I'm going to be off for three months or whatever it is, whatever, yeah. 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to reveal to you guys on the air, which I found very fun. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a life-changing thing. Sure. Yeah. But that, you know, that pregnancy secret, most people, if you drink, most people figure out pretty quick that you're pregnant Mm -hmm. before you reveal anything. Unless you're like me. I mean, you have to be so sneaky. I just fake drank. Yeah. Like, I would get Scott to order two beers every time, Uh and then I would have him just chug one, and then let me hold the empty bottle or hold whatever. Yeah. What ends up happening is everybody around you that's drinking gets kind of buzzed and doesn't realize that you're not drinking anymore. My friend Sam, who's a huge bourbon drinker, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden switched to gin. Oh. And was like, I just love gin. Gin, gin, gin. Gin is just my, I love the juniper berry. Gin, gin, gin. And we were all like, 
Okay. <laughs> Come off What's of it. What's going on? Yeah. That was the other thing I did was I switched to um, vodka water because I was, you know, trying to lose weight. So I would pretend like I was drinking vodka water and it was just water. Yeah. There's a scene in the morning show that you haven't started watching yet where Stella, the character Stella, played by Greta Lee, is going out to lunch to try to convince these major national ad buyers to commit to an annual for the network. Uh-huh. And these these guys drink, and she's tiny. Yeah. And so she, in her infinite wisdom, makes a deal with the bartender to pour her basically water that looks like vodka, yeah. but, like, make it look like a, a martini. A yeah, she slips her some money and says, there's no way I'm going to make it through the afternoon, so. Yeah. And she slipped her some money and said, make sure you, you know. Yeah. That's how she got through it. Anyway, 76% of people, it is still difficult for people, a lot of people, to keep secrets. Mm-hmm. Because the majority of people who hold secrets desperately want to tell someone immediately. Well, it's like, you know, it, it's that whole, when you're told not to do something, that just makes you want to do it all the more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, don't think about donuts. <laughs> Donuts. Yes. <laughs> what do you think about glazed? Yes. Don't Chocolate. tell anybody. <laughs> Yeast. <laughs> but keeping positive secrets can give people a lift because rather than worrying about it, you know, they're they're spending time imagining the exciting moment when the secret will eventually be revealed. Yeah. So the researchers decided to focus on positive secrets because most of the existing studies on secrets involve things that were pressured to keep quiet. Yeah. They argue that this shows secrecy isn't inherently bad for our well-being. The negative effects that people can experience from secrecy are mostly because the secret itself is negative or stressful. Okay. Hmm. Well, if no one finds out about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the other way I look at it. There was a, oh God, where did I see this? I saw, oh, it was, it was, it was, this was dramatized, but it was a situation where, where someone had, someone had cheated on their spouse and they were racked with guilt about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe that person had gone to their therapist and said, Hey, I think I'm going to tell my wife that I cheated on her. Yeah. And the therapist kind of like said, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you still in yeah. the affair? No. Have you cheated since then? No. How long ago was this? Uh, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Ooh. So then what is the purpose of you telling you, do, do you have any yeah. intention of cheating again? No. Mm-hmm. Do you love your wife? Yes. So don't tell her? Because so it's just going to hurt her. The ther- gonna, that was the therapist's You're just going to cause her pain because you can't deal with your own guilt. Right. Why cause someone else pain? Yeah. You're not doing this for her. You you're know, doing and the, this for you. Right. And the guy was, uh, he was just trying to spin it like, well, I just feel that, you know, if, I, if, if I'm going to be a good husband, if I, if I have integrity, then I should confess this so that we can start clean she says you're gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna blow it yeah it's gonna ruin everything yeah and you're gonna shatter her yeah so and she'll never trust you again yeah and you're not doing this for her by the way you're doing this for you so mm-hmm. so what happened did he tell her so i have no idea oh man well that's the worst <laughs> that's the worst secret that somebody can ask you to keep that you you know that they're screwing around mm-hmm. on their significant other especially if you're also friends with that significant other because mm-hmm. that got me into some big trouble a long time ago i was friends with both of them in the couple in fact i kind of liked him more than i liked her and she was my friend first but I loved him. He was just great, awesome dude. And she was screwing around on him, and she would use me as an alibi. No, that's not yeah. cool. Don't without, do without that. Without telling no. me, you oh, know, without she, telling you, no, she would call worse. me after. That's stupid. She's like, "Hey, just so you know, I was with you this afternoon." Uh-uh. Like, oh. And then what ended up happening is he caught her. She fessed up and told him that I knew. So then he calls me because he didn't believe her. Oh, my God. Because she was screwing around with, they were best friends with this other couple. And she was screwing around with the other husband, like right under his nose, Uh. like in the most horrible way, right? 
And he called me and he's like, did you know? And I was like, well, she had called me first and said, Mark knows. I told him that you knew. So then not five minutes later, my phone rings. It's him. And he's like, did you know? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Because what do you do? What do you do? And what would you do? Like, if you could go back in time, how would you you operated that differently? Would you have said something? I would have stopped communicating with both of them. I would have just exited completely from them both. That happened one time, too, where I knew that she had cheated on him. And I just stopped hanging out with both of them because yeah. I couldn't. I was like, I'm not going to lie to him, right. but I know that you did this because yeah. like, you were with us. It you broke left my with heart. That but not it only did she heart. betray him, she Man. betrayed yes, you she as did. a friend by yes, throwing you under the bus. Totally threw me under the bus. That what? would be a friendship ender right there. I don't know why right she there. did that. I think because when he, I think what it was is she had told him and he was like, I don't believe you. You're lying. Ask You're Jen. Not. Yeah, and she's, <laughs> and I think that's exactly what she did. Ask Jen. She knows. What happened with them? Did they break Here's up where and move it gets along? Really interesting because they got divorced. She ended the relationship with the other guy. The other guy's sister, who also was fully aware of everything that was going on, ended up with the husband, with my friend's husband. Girl. Oh my God. Soap up, opera. And they ended up married, and as far as I know, they're still married. But that was the thing, is we're telling him, the sister knew too. She knew, but she denied knowing. He believed her, and they got married. This guy's got a lot on his mind. Right? And this is why we had to flee Florida we and move to Ohio. Exactly. We ran. <laughs> we're actually in the witness protection, protection. program. Q. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Hey, Tanya, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, what about you? You have any pets? Do I have pets? Yes, yes, I do. How many? <laughs> Too many. I have four goldens, so. Oh, four goldens? That's a lot. Do you have a massive that's yard? A you must have a huge fenced-in yard or something. I do have a yard. I feel like we're rotating all the time. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, I guess you'd need yep. it. Wow. Yeah. Are they all the same age? Yeah. Are they related or are they... Well, you, we have the mom and the dad, and then the two puppies. Oh, so. you got a whole family How fun there. is that? Yeah, so like they're that. they're awesome. Yeah. So they do bring you joy. <laughs> they do. There is, like you guys said, a lot of chaos with that, but uh, at the end of the day, they bring a lot of joy. I'll bet. <clears throat> wow. All right. Well, that's a lot of dog food. Let's see if we can win you some money here. <laughs> That would be terrific. <laughs> yep. And uh, let's see. It says here you got the letter V Ooh, as in wow. Valentine. That's oh, my gosh. That's horrible. I can't remember the last time we had a letter like that. <laughs> it's been that. a long time since we had V. Letter v. Yeah. You can work with that. Well, you can, it can oh be done. Oh, my gosh. Anything can be done. Yeah. Okay. We'll do our best. Sure. Venereal disease. Well, there you oh, go. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Yeah, that's wonderful. Can she just shorten it to VD? You can shorten it to VD for time's sake, all right? Violet. Vampire. Okay. We got Uh 30 seconds on the clock, and I will not start the timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. All right. Here we go. With the letter V, name something you eat at a party. Um, Vinegar. Something silver. Silver. Vacuum. A plant. Um, a vegetable. A hobby. Um, a violin. Lessons. A, violin. A, a cereal. Um, pass. An appliance. Um, vacuum cleaner. I don't know. A store. Pass. A store. Pass. Something you paint. Vons. Oh. Hey. What Van was this? Oh, Van Lunens. That's yeah. old. Van Lunens. A cereal. Oh, they still... Uh, King Vitamin. I guess that'd be a K. Remember yeah. King Vitamin, the yeah, cereal? Have, yeah. Very Berry Cheerios. There you go. Very, very Cheerios. The answers <laughs> you came very up hard. with. Yeah, but you came they up with good. great yeah. answers. Yeah, those were pretty good. Yeah. The Silver yeah. Vacuum yeah. was good. Yep. Well, yeah. no, I'm so glad I got to talk with you guys this morning. So, thank yeah. you. It was nice, nice to talk to you. To you. Too. Keep trying. You'll get a better letter next time. 
Yeah, I was hoping for C. That was my letter the last two times, so I was ready for C. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, maybe. But thank you both. You or, never thank know. You good to talk to you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, good to talk to you. Take care, guys. All right, take bye. it easy. All right, bye. Yeah, AAA is saying they think Thanksgiving travel is going to be off the charts nuts this year. I yeah, it. I think so, too. They put out their annual travel report for Thanksgiving, and it looks like clear roads ahead. No, I'm kidding. You're screwed. Uh, AAA expects 54.5 million people to travel for Thanksgiving this year. That is the third most since the year 2000. More than 49 million of those people will drive 4.7 million will fly, and 1.6 million will get to where they're going some other way, like buses or trains. Mm-hmm. Huh. So that's roughly 2% more cars on the road and 7% more people in the air. So what are the best days to leave town? Well, unless you're taking off four or five days early, none of them are good. But I guess next Tuesday and Wednesday are the worst overall. Tuesday and Wednesday of next week are the worst days to leave overall just because traffic will be out of control. And then Sunday, of course, is going to be the worst possible day to head home. Of course. I'm glad we don't travel. I'm glad we just stick right close to home, keeping it simple. I know. The kids are all flying in. Oh, that'll be fun. When do they start getting here? Let's see. I know Ingrid flies in the day of my birthday, so she's coming in early on Saturday. Is she coming in to celebrate your aging Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was coming home for Thanksgiving anyway, but I like how she's playing it into. Yeah, okay, I'm coming home for your birthday. Yeah, come on. And then uh, let's see. And then the married couple, they're coming in last minute because they're workaholics and they have little to no paid time off. And I think they get a day or two and then they're flying back. This is mm-hmm. just, I am not ready for all the things that are happening. I need a pause. Yeah. Like, we have Jeff's birthday, Tim's birthday, Scott's birthday, Thanksgiving. It just feels like there's so many things happening. I know. I know. And all three of those things are kind of set in stone as far as dates are concerned. So it's always going to be that. I know. Uh, I mean, I think the kids are excited to come home. I think they're excited about Thanksgiving. But I know they're also stressed out, too, because, you know, they live in other cities. They both have jobs. Mm-hmm. Um they're at that stage in their careers where they work a lot. You know, it's very demanding, and they don't and they don't have a lot of time off. So, you know, they they have to travel on those days. Yeah. Now you will hit less traffic if you leave before ten a.m. or after seven p.m. But the worst possible time to drive during those heavy travel days is between two and six, especially the day before Thanksgiving. You're going to hit way more traffic than normal on the road then. One piece of good news, though, from the report, gas is a little cheaper this time around. National average last Thanksgiving was around three fifty-eight. It's uh, currently down about a quarter per gallon, about 25 cents, and trending down. All right. So I guess that's good. How many gallons in an average tank? Mine takes uh, just under 21, so I'm 20 and a half gallons. Okay. Mine's so 18. 25 cents yeah. down, it'll, send, it'll save you four bucks <laughs> on a tank. Don't forget your Kroger fuel points, Jen. That's right. Use your Kroger fuel points. That's right. I like saving a dollar when I go up there. and it's That like, is exciting. Oh, my gosh. I get so excited. That, that yep. makes a big difference. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. The Jeff and Jen Morning Show. The Jeff and Jen Morning Show. Let's say hello to our newest best friends club member. This is Rose Kaplan from Pleasant Ridge. Everybody, welcome, Rose. Hi, Rose. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Good. So I, I have a little narrative for your life. Okay. I know it wasn't intentionally this way, but for those of you who don't know, Rose is a huge Cincinnati Reds fan. That's something that. You know, the people in her circle of friends and family know about her. And it was 
by no means on purpose, but she has the same birthday as Pete Rose. Oh, how oh, cool is that? And I'm telling you, just tell people you were named after Pete Rose. They won't know the difference. Because <laughs> you do share the same birthday with them. And I love how, like, you would introduce yourself to new friends in the stand and say, Hi, I'm Rose, like Pete Rose, same date of birth. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> And that's funny to me because usually, like that right. kind of thing is passed on from your parents. But your your parents are not huge sports fans like you, huh? No, honestly, I think the reason my dad watches the Reds is because my brother and I are such big fans. Such big fans, yeah, yeah. And, and you're not even from Cincinnati originally. We relocated from Chicago when I was in grade school, and then actually, all my family um, over the last like five or so years has has moved back to the Chicago area. They abandoned me. Oh, where wow. where in Chicago? Everyone's in the city. My parents live about a mile walk from, from Wrigley. Oh, how fun oh, is that? Okay. That's, so That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, so great place to visit for sure. Yeah. yeah no question. Uh, so it says here, in my first job as a registered dietitian, I was commuting from Oakley to Batesville, Indiana. And the best part of my job was a little radio segment you got to do on WRBI radio called Nutritionally Yours. And uh, she would, like, do these little nutritional segments, and all of her friends on the west side were able to listen whenever they would drive into work. And uh, I guess you always had a bit of an obsession with, with news and with radio. So you've come to the right place. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was, like, a career goal in college was to be, like, if you watch the Today Show, Joy Bauer, the dietitian who is, like, always on segments on that, I was like, I'm going to do what she does someday. Yeah. That didn't exactly happen, but... It's all good. No, but are, are you still working as a dietitian? Is that still your line of work? So, I mean, I am a dietitian. I'll always be a dietitian. But um, do I, I don't see patients anymore. So in the practical sense of what most people think when they hear dietitian, I don't do that anymore. Um, I manage uh, research studies within um like the cancer research space. I see. Oh, that's cool. So let's let's take a look at your menu here for today. What have you had for breakfast so far? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, um, coffee. Okay. Uh -oh. um, I haven't had a chance to uh, make breakfast yet because um, before you guys called, I was on an early uh, morning meeting with colleagues in Ireland. So. Oh wow! Oh my goodness! That sounds fun. Um, it's fun sometimes. Um, you know, it obviously presents challenges, too, because, you know, it's thick accents on the phone without seeing people in real life to read their lips and sometimes being woken up before I want to be. Right. <laughs> Depends on the day. Yeah. So uh, what what will your lunch be and what will you be having for dinner tonight? Do you live the <laughs> life of a dietitian or do you kind of eat whatever you want and just run like crazy? It's so funny. People ask me this all the time and then they see like what my diet is and they're just so surprised. So like set the like misconception straight that dietitians are humans too and like all food fit. Right. Um, but, you know, I would probably say like I eat, we eat fairly healthy in our house most of the time. Um we made, like, chicken and noodles last night, um, so that'll be leftovers for lunch. And then I haven't gotten as far as dinner yeah. to be determined. Okay. Well, I, I know that you you like to run. You've run eight marathons. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, that's awesome. In 2021, she said, I raised over $3,000 for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of my brother to run Chicago, the Chicago Marathon, but the summer leading up to the race, I got diagnosed with chronic PEs and then later broke my ankle and oh, had to take a break from running. Oh, no. So. Yeah. But um, I'm like all good medically. My ankle is in great shape. So I'm hoping to maybe do a flying pig event this year. That's great. If I miss it. <laughs> For you. Such a good way to like get around the city and and learn the neighborhoods. I, that's definitely how I reacquainted myself when I moved back to Cincinnati in 2015. Well, I feel like we need to get together and do a dog play date because you have two beagles as well. Aww. Yeah, and they're they're trouble. Uh, yesterday <laughs> they uh, brought in through our dog door a dead bird and dismembered it all over my living room. Oh, oh my god. Yep. That's okay. not that nature. happens. Nature. Right. Has either of your dogs eaten an entire pot roast out of a crock pot, including the crock pot? <laughs> no. No. Not yet. But, you know, maybe 
to come. Um, one of them is very food obsessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I, it just comes with the breed. Yeah. Real quick, I want to read. This is here on your application. It said, what is your favorite Jeff and Jen memory? She goes, this is so awkward, but I remember last year I was grabbing something for breakfast after taking Orange Theory Fitness and wandering the o- Oakley Kroger, and you guys happened to be broadcasting there that day. I stopped, stared for a second. I feel like we all made awkward eye contact, and I immediately had to pay for my food and leave after that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So we are looking forward to the opportunity to have you come down to the station, pick up your sweet-looking Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club jersey, swing by the studio, make awkward eye contact, and then rush out of here. That works. Yep. That that would be par for the course for me. We cannot wait. (laughs) We should do like a photo where we're looking at each other weird. (laughs) Yeah, we can do that. Awkward family photos. Yeah, I'm all about the awkwardness. I love it. All right, Rose Kaplan from Pleasant Ridge. Great to have you in the club. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.